welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I am joined by Karen Hauer, Strictly Come Dancing, professional dancer. Karen, welcome to The Divorce Club. Hello. I love The Divorce Club. <laughs> well, you're very welcome as a member. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a professional divorcee. <laughs> and, and they're all Ds, dancers, divorcee. Yes. Well, thank, no, thank you so much for having me. I think this is, um, is going to be a good, good topic for me to talk about. I haven't touched up on this almost never actually which is nice so thank you for having me oh you're very welcome so how does that feel when I say to you you're a member of the divorce club you're divorced oh you know what I feel experienced (laughs) I feel quite experienced when when that word comes out um I don't really think about it because it just it doesn't seem like you know real (laughs) in a way it's like oh my god I've actually been divorced a couple of times now, uh, but no, I feel it's, it's, it's quite, it's, it's a word that I don't actually use a lot. So whenever I do hear it is a little bit like, oh yeah, I've been through a lot. It's one of those. I've been through a lot. <laughs> so that's interesting. Cause I think a lot of people, like I remember when I said I was divorced for the first time, the word itself is really scary, isn't it? Do you try to disassociate from that word? Um, if no, not really. Like, I don't mind saying it. Like if, if someone, if I'm starting to like date someone or I meet someone for the first time and then I say like, oh, I'm divorced. Like, I don't see their expression change or something, but it does feel a bit weird for me to say it. But then if I, if they don't like flinch or anything or they don't go, Oh, that's weird. Like it's, it doesn't, it's okay. I mean, I, I, I think it's all about the experience. Right? I feel like if I'm, if I'm okay with saying it, then, then why shouldn't people be okay with it? You know, it's part of, you know, it's part of life. It's part of relationship. Um, and it's part of, a, you know, of being, being grown up in a way, you know, you go through relationships, you either break up. It's like when someone says I've broken up, they don't go weird about it. But when you say divorce, it's like, Oh, it's, you know, it's scary. Oh, she's been divorced. So maybe things went wrong. And it's like, no, it's just things don't work out. Period. You know, that, that's it. Well, I guess that's the way I see it now. I like what you said about if you tell someone on a date and they don't flinch. Because <laughs> it is, I found when I'm on dates and I have to like break the news of the the fact I'm divorced. I have a hearing aid as well. So I have hearing loss. So I, I feel like I have to break a lot of news to them. Um, and it is that like you're working up to it and then you're worried about how they'll react. But I haven't had a flinch yet. Have you? <laughs> no, no flinches. But I guess when you go, I've been divorced twice. <laughs> You're like, I'm almost on my second divorce. It hasn't fully gone through yet, but it is one of those that you're like, oh yeah, I was married, my ex, ex ex-husband. And then I go, oh, and my ex-husband, 
Uh, and then I just broke up with my boyfriend as well. So I'm a whole bunch. I'm like just broken. Like it's just like people just go. So how many relationships have you been? How old are you? And I'm like, I am 75. I feel like I'm 75. I feel like I've gone through like massive amounts of like, you know, relationships and then I marry them and then I divorce them. So it's just a bit like, but no flinches and no, no weirdness, which in a way shows maturity from the other people that I'm, you know, that I'm meeting, which is quite nice. Yeah, definitely. So do you want to take us back to your first divorce experience? How long ago was that? My first divorce, I married my my high school sweetheart. Um, and, you know, I met him when I was in school. And it was, it was, um, I think I got divorced. Oh, wow. Here we go. I'm going to take the fingers out to start counting <laughs> the fingers out. The fingers are out. I'm going to do st- little stick figures. Um I think 2007 was when I got divorced. I got married. Like we only, we were together for about 10, nine, 10 years. And we were married only for two years. And I think it was, it was for me, you know, going into that marriage, I guess he was, he was my first like love, you know, like the guy that I was like, Oh my God this is the guy that I didn't, I never really thought I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to have this big wedding or anything. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not that kind of girl. Um, but it was, it was one of those that I was like, you know, it all happened when we were young and we were growing up together. And then the natural thing was to get married. Cause that's what you do. I mean, I was, I was a baby. I was what, 23, 24. And I was a baby. I had no idea, but I just knew that I wanted to be with him. But yeah, it was like 2007 when um, it kind of all just cracked open. And I think it was mainly because I was never ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. We weren't ready to face what was happening. And I, and I, I mean, it was, it was interesting because you don't get married to get divorced. You don't actually go into marriage to like, go, oh, I'm going to, you know, get, you know, I'm going to stop this at some point. You kind of go, this is the person I'm going to have a family with. I'm going to grow up with and, and have experiences with. And, um, I felt that I was growing apart from him. He had this pattern where he wanted to go straight forward with it. You know, this thing, he wanted to just live life, which is nice. I mean, you know, home and teaching and, having a family and I kind of wanted to go the completely different way. I wanted to, you know, discover what my life was about, my talents, you know, what was, what else was out there. And, um, yeah, and it was, um, it was me who, um, who instigated everything and, and ended the marriage. Um, but I also had a lot of things that I had to deal with personally. And so it wasn't just because I fell out of love with him or I wanted to do other things. It was because I was carrying a lot of emotional things from when I was a kid and things that I hadn't dealt with. And I think that all kind of snowballed into this big, you know, I felt like I was carrying around this tumor around my back that I hadn't dealt with and I hadn't gotten it checked out in a way. It was all consuming me and I felt like I needed to let go of everything and letting go of my marriage was one of the first things because I didn't think that it would be fair to um, be with someone when I was having so much trouble within me. I, l- I love that description of it felt like a tumor on your back. I think I can definitely relate to that. I'm kind of imagining me lying in my marital bed with a big tumor on my back and my husband on the other side trying to spoon me, but the tumor's getting <laughs> in the way. I can so relate to what you're saying because I, my dad died just before we got married. So we had like an early marriage so he could be there. And then the big wedding, my dad wasn't there. And then I was doing all this work on myself through the grief. And I wanted to go in a completely different direction from what my ex wanted to go in. So I think that's an interesting one. And why do you think, because people always say to me, because I was with my ex for eight years overall, six years, and then we were married for two years. And people always say to me, why Why do you think the marriage was so short? So why, why, and I'll ask it to you, why do you think you were together for so long, but then once you got married, that was it? I think that's when the actual truth hits you, like right in the face, like you're like, because when, when I was, when we were dating, you know, it was, um, 
you know, he was going to college and I was, you know, a personal trainer in New York. You know, I was, you know, we both had like different lives in a way. We were still dancing together, but, you know, he had his own thing and I had my own thing. And, um, and I was a little bit more free in a way. I had liberty. Um, and then we broke up a couple of times and then we got back together and it was a bit like volatile, um, but it was exciting. And then when we got married and remember we got married on like Thanksgiving and it was very casual, you know, very casual. I was wearing like my, I, I didn't even wear like a wedding dress. It was just like a nice little pretty like mint colored dress and just my hair back and like just some flowers. And it was just my family. It was just like, you know, tiny. And then we moved in together. We had our place, you know, and then we were working in a stand studio teaching and then coming home and I was cooking. Well, I couldn't really cook at that time. So I was a bit, I was a bit, you know, not as uh, domestic as I am now, but it just felt like it was, it was like home studio home studio home studio and it just became that and I there was there wasn't that excitement for me anymore and there wasn't like and and for me like the way that that I was brought up with my mom like for for me my mom being a single mom and me not actually growing up seeing that structure with my parents you know my parents divorced and there was a it was very intense you know they had a really intense relationship throughout their whole marriage and and divorce and it was just messy and and um so i i, I never really knew what a marriage was supposed to look like you know i never saw it i never experienced it i just experienced seeing you know dishes flying around in, in the kitchen when we were in venezuela you know a lot of fights so it was a lot of fights and stuff um so for me not having that liberty and not having that extra you know excitement and just it became very um structured just you know same old it left me kind of thinking about what else i wanted to do and it kept and then it started bringing stuff from the past and and I think that's how it kind of just started disintegrating I don't think it was a, a thing like actually my my previous <laughs> marriage as well it was only like two years so it's funny that it's after those two years that everything kind of just starts going downhill and I I don't have the right explanation for it I just think that sometimes it becomes too repetitive and there's no you get used to being oh that person's there now that person's there so I don't have to try hard I don't have to do anything else I don't have to do anything excitement because I married them they know and I'm like no I don't I don't ever want that I don't ever want to feel like that 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 person's just there because I married them and that they should get used to it that my love is their love no matter what like I want to be excited and I want to I want to feel you there vibrating next to me um, but yeah, I have no idea. Like two years for both marriages. It's the lucky number. So hopefully. <laughs> so if you get married again and they get over two years, they'll be like, oh, no. I won. <laughs> um, uh, I think, yeah, it's funny because I'm two years as well, what it is. And, and I can definitely see for me, it was that like, yeah, the repetitive thing. And then also you're like, oh, this is my life now. I don't know if I want this to be my life, actually, you know. Um, and I think there's all the excitement before, isn't there, where you move in yeah. together and you have planned the wedding and, and all there's lots going on. And then you're like living together in a house and you're married. And you're like, oh, what now? We have babies, I guess. So you said that you didn't have the structure when you were younger. You didn't see what a married couple, you know, should be. Do you think you know what that is now? Um, I, I, I have a better understanding of what it is that I want and what I want to build as my own instead of picturing somebody else's life or somebody else's, you know, dream in a way, what, what, a what a marriage is supposed to look like. I, I mean, every marriage is different. Every relationship is different. And I think that I've been trying to find out about myself a lot more now, especially going, you know, after my second marriage ended in which for me, that was extremely hurtful. Like that one hurt a lot because I didn't want to let go of that marriage. And it wasn't, 
it wasn't either of our faults in a way, because from our perspective, you know, again, I was with this person for nine years as well. So I'm a long-term kind of girl. Like I, I find someone that I love and I just put all my eggs, all my eggs in there in that little basket. And I just wait for them to hatch. And, um, you know, I didn't want to let go of that marriage. And for me, that was like, that was it. That was, that marriage was like, oh, this is, this is what, what it's supposed to be. You know, you have someone that you're working with, that you're compatible with. Um, and then again, just because of outside a lot of things that were going, you know, a lot of things that were going around us that we didn't have control over because we didn't know how to control what was going on within us as well. And when you bring other factors in, whether it's family, whether it's work, uh, whether it's your ambition of where you want to go with your career or anything like that, it starts really messing with you if you're not stable um, as a person or as a couple. Um, I wasn't stable. You know, it took me years to start realizing what was wrong with me. What, not that there was anything wrong with me. It was just like, what, what, what was I doing within these relationships that was um, causing a lot of pain for me? And I was volatile. I was, you know, there were certain things that I didn't understand because I just wanted to be loved and I just wanted to love and I wanted to protect protect my relationship because it was the best thing, you know, the best person I've, I found and it was, it was all going as planned. And that was my thing, protecting, keeping that, that little, you know, thing. And then when things started kind of like seeping through, I didn't like it. And we both didn't know how to handle things. And I will never blame him or myself. I think just the circumstances went right. Um, and then the relationship just broke down completely, just disintegrated right in front of my eyes and it took me a long time to connect with myself in in the in the correct way of like I you know I'm very good at going into a project and forgetting about everything like if I have a project if I had a, have a tour that I have to plan I will go into this tour I will create everything I will design everything I will do all the exercises in the world I will help everybody else but I wasn't actually giving myself time to recover, to heal, to understand why I was dealing with, oh, I couldn't deal with it. Why I couldn't, I couldn't let go of, of this love that I had. Um, and the best thing that I, that I did was, was get therapy and started to understand myself and understand what I want from a relationship. And I'm still on trying to understand you know, I'm single, you know, I'm, you know, date here and there. Not really. I don't even know. I mean, how can you date right now? You can't, but I'm trying to find out about myself. I'm not trying to expect anything from people. I just have standards now. You know, I have standards about what I want for myself. Um, and I think that that's for me, that's where I have to start building because before I was like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, this guy likes me. I like him. Blah, blah, blah. Nah, that's just superficial. It has to be deeper than that. And I think I feel bad for the next person that's going to date me <laughs> because I'm going to be like, okay, listen, listen, this is what's going to be now. Okay. So I need you to understand me and I'll understand you. And we need to work together in this. Um, because I just have to be real with myself now. But do I have a better understanding? Yeah, now I do. I feel like I'm learning, slowly learning, slowly delving into myself and not being as afraid, even though it is terrifying. It's terrifying being in a relationship sometimes because you have no idea what the other person's thinking. I have no idea. But all you can do is, you know, just go with the flow with what you feel is the best for you. So, yeah, I mean... Do you have any tips? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, 
I've I've had been divorced and now uh, I had a um, I took a lot on on the podcast about my sexual explosion post my divorce where I just had a lot of sex and orgasms which was great um so and I saw a therapist as well so I guess um and that period of time for me was about like just going with the flow and like you know as long as everyone was consensual and we wanted to do the thing I just did it whereas I think before I was you know overthinking things a lot I've calmed down a bit now I mean I'm locked in my house but no but you know what like I had an explosion as well (laughs) of like everything partying you know I I think that sometimes if I'm single, it's very dangerous because um, and I think at that time, emotionally, I wasn't I wasn't stable emotionally. I just wanted to do whatever the hell I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to party. I wanted to be out. And, I wanted, uh, and it's just like a rebel, like I was rebelling against myself, rebelling against the, pe- the person that I was with, trying to show them like, oh, look, I can do that, too. And it's just like, no, I was just kind of trying to forget about what I was feeling by numbing it with partying and with, you know, going out and having a couple cocktails, too many cocktails, you know, and, and just kind of inserting myself into work and just, but it was like, yes, you know, I, I dated a couple of people within that moment and it was, it just felt empty. I just felt empty at the end of it all because I still had to face myself in the mirror every morning and I still had to look at myself and go, what are you doing? You know, but I, I'm thankful that I did do all that partying because I mean, I had a good time and I have great, you know, and I had a good time, but also I started seeing who my real circle around me was that was actually helping me. And I had one of my friends, she stopped me. Oh, you know, after like three months of like partying, she stopped me and she's like, okay, you need to get yourself together now. And I, it was just like a little slap in the, in the, in the wrist. And that's all I needed. And I was like, actually, you're right. What am I doing? What am I doing? I have to get myself together. And that's when you kind of, again, pick yourself up and, um, and you, you know, you discipline yourself. (laughs) You try to discipline yourself as much as you can. It's, it's so funny. I had my sister, she stayed with me immediately after the breakup and she gave me that slap on the wrist but her slap on the wrist was you've got to have a shower and change your pants because you stink it was after like three or four days where I'd just been like crying and wallowing in the same clothes and she was like you must wash yourself please you you know what the worst part is when you go to sleep and you literally cry yourself to sleep you cry yourself to sleep You, you have this pain and it's like this pain this um and for me like emotion I like to feel emotions you know I'm a very emotional person um but this pain that you have that you can't breathe that you're just like you go to sleep you have a dream that you're still with the person that everything's okay and then you wake up and you get that pain back because you know it was just a dream and you've actually are not with that person anymore and your house is empty the every everything is is not the same anymore and it's just facing that reality that was awful in the first couple of months that reality of like i've just lost my best friend i've just lost my love i've just lost what did i do so you start questioning yourself questioning what did i do what did it and then there comes a point where you're like okay yes i did do that i need to fix that i need to get help to be able to do that but it is, it is that moment when you start realizing what you need to take care of. Well, for me, it was that I, I needed, I needed to just deal with my, everything that had gone in my past, everything that I'd seen with, with my family and what I did in that relationship that affected it and how I was going to improve in that and how I was going to make a change. Um, I don't want to change as a person, but I want to adjust certain things And, you know, being a Latina New Yorker, I can get very feisty. I can get very intense, you know, when I'm fighting. But I learned how to talk. And I learned how to listen. I wasn't listening. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree with what you said about you can't change a person, but you can adjust it. I imagine like a person is like a radio. You can't change the radio, but you can slightly tune the frequencies. So as we get older, we go to more more towards the like classical FM and gold stations <laughs> as opposed to... Instead of capital. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but capital's useful just after a breakup. <laughs> yes. Um, I wanted so I wanted to ask you so it seems like your first div- 
divorce and marriage was sort of um, a less maybe painful from what you've explained um, scenario. And your most recent experience, which is obviously still quite raw, was was the hurtful one. Can you take us through like logistically what happened? Like, were you still in the house that you shared or did you move out or, you know, what was... Of the second one. Yeah. What was the feeling of, of that breakup? Well, when you work with, you know, when you work with your husband, you know, I worked with my ex for nine years. Ever since we started dating, we were always together. You know, you're always together, traveling the world together. And then when you start a new job, you know, we settled here in London and it was, it was exciting, exciting, you know, it's brilliant. You know, you, you have this whole new world starting out and then when things, you know, five, six, six years down the line, uh, things started kind of just, just going wrong, little things, little things, you know, that you're like, just like a phone call. Oh, you didn't call me the whole day. Oh, okay. That's fine. You're working. I'm working too. We're working the same job, but I take time to call you. Okay, great. Um, or, Hey, why are you like, it, what, if, you know, sometimes I would get the, you're not very kind. You're not very nice. And I was just like, what do you mean? I don't understand. And then, you know, I can be very intense, you know, if I'm in my private life, I like to keep things private or like there's certain times that I don't want to be the smiley, smiley face. You know, I'm, I'm just normal. I just want to be normal on my days off where I'm home. Um, you know, so there was, there was like little attacks that we would do to each other or, oh, you know, I have to really focus on my job and I'm like, okay, well, I'm, focusing on my job too, but I, I have time to come home and cook and clean and do all the other stuff. So can't you, you know, give me a little bit, you know? Um, so it started kind of the balance off and then the fights, you know, I, I was, I was getting jealous, but I was only jealous because I wasn't getting the attention that I, that I wanted from my husband. And then I didn't understand why. So I just started kind of like gripping trying to grip at him, trying to pull him. Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? Exactly what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> you know, I just wanted answers. Why, 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 why? And then it just got like really nasty. Like overnight, it was just like, you know, there were times where, you know, when you're on tour and you're drinking out and if I want to go back to the hotel and you don't want to go back to the hotel, how do we work that out? Well, you should walk back with me. You're my husband. And then the, that fight would start. Oh no, I want to stay hanging out with the boys. Oh no, but can, and I, but at the time I, I didn't know how to just let him be, you know, I didn't know. I just wanted my husband because of the circumstances that were around. And I, you know, the jobs was, the job was intense. Everything was intense around us. Uh, family was intense. So there was a lot of pressure and all I wanted was to protect what I had with him. And um, eventually it, it just, we both couldn't take it anymore. And we were both in the same house. And we, um, I remember woke up one morning and you know, when you sleep with someone, but you don't actually feel them there. It's what it felt like, you know, I would talk to him and I would ask him, so what do you want to do? And then he'd be like, I don't know. So what, so what, what, um, do you want to break up? Do you want a divorce? Do you want like, I don't know. I need time. Okay. So I'll give you time. How much time? <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, so it was just a bit of a waiting game for me in a way sometimes for waiting. I, and you know what? I, I, I respected him that much and I very much, I have a lot of love, um, for, I still have a lot of love for my exes, but you know, when you wake up and you know, you know that this this is is ending today. It it really felt like that. It was ending today, and I I got out of bed, and we looked at each other, and we knew, and we talked about it. I left for a couple of days, um, then I came back home. Um, you know, when you're in the media, it's hard to talk about your private life because you don't want to. I don't want to tell it, I mean, you know, as a, as a regular person, as a person, you know, I'm, I'm a regular person. I shouldn't have to tell the world that I'm, I'm splitting up from my husband. So we didn't for a bit, you know, we were living together. Sometimes he would stay somewhere else. Sometimes I would stay somewhere else. And, and then eventually we made the decision to, 
to say it to the public, which was hard, you know, because I didn't want to. And we still had to work together. That's the thing. I still had a tour to, to do. And sometimes guys, you know, like guys and girls, sometimes we just uh, like to put our head under the pillow and not come out for air. Um, so there were certain times that he did that, that he would disappear and I'd have to deal with work or I would do, you know, the same. But I've always dealt with I'm good at dealing with pressure. I'm good with dealing with work and focusing on things like that in which he wasn't. So he'd kind of just go and hide and I'd have to kind of face the music pretty much on my own. Um, but, you know, I had to work with him for two, three years after we got, you know, separated. And, and it was, it was hard because you can see how much love you have for one another and the respect and, under different circumstances of better understanding of ourselves, of what we actually needed and to actually just sit down and have some time for ourselves. I think that it would have worked. Um, obviously other things happened. There were other, other factors that, you know, happened um, that really hurt us both. But I, I thought I would have never let go of it. I wouldn't have never, never let go of it. I would have, I would have liked to have fought for it. Um, and it took me, it took me a, a year after we separated to actually let go of him. It took me a long time to let, to cut the umbilical cord that I had connected to him because it was connected for such a long time and at a completely different level than my first marriage. Cause this was, this marriage was what I was always looking for, but it was, it was a great learning. It was a huge learning. I learned a lot, huge lesson for me um, because, because of that breakup and what I had to go through emotionally, physically, work-wise, um, in the press and in the public eye. Um, it made me stronger and it made me kind of realize what I really needed to work on. And that was me. Wow. That sounds like that's so much to deal with. I can't imagine after I broke up, because we had a similar thing. We were like talking about it um, and he broached the subject initially, my ex. And then I was like, well, do you want to break up? Should we get a divorce? And he was like, I don't know. So then we had this time where we were both thinking, but you're like hanging on, like what's going to happen? The tension is building. And then... Um, I came home from, I was away in the States. I came home, walked through the door and I just knew. So I had a similar kind of, and we talked it through and everything. And it was sort of as amicable a, break, a breakup as it could be. But then if I had to see him every day, I don't know what I would have done. I definitely needed, because I'm like you, like I still had love for him. And and what I think some of the hardest things about a breakup is you still have love for that person, but you're not with them. And then that's confusing. And then you're like, is that OK? Like, when do I let go of this love? But God, if I had to see him every day, I don't think I would have had <laughs> the distance. Like, I can't believe you had to do that. I remember how hard it was for me to you know, break the divorce to just my family and friends. And like, I did a Facebook post in the end just to cover everyone off. But what was it like doing that to the world, breaking the news to the world? I felt like I wasn't ready to say it. And I, I felt he, he was very much for it. Um, and I was, I was hesitant because I didn't want my business out there. This is us. This is our private life. Like, I don't care if I'm, you know, a, person that's on TV or whatever. Like, this is my life. Like I'm a real person. I have feelings. I have emotions. I've, this is my, like my world's been broken right now. Like, I mean, I'm shattered, shattered. And nobody could ever understand that. Like, oh, you know, we're, let's just say, oh, we've broken up. No, it's not, it's not as easy. It's not there's, cause then there comes a lot of questions. There was a lot of explanation that had to be done, but a gentle, gentle explanations because I didn't want to really disclose anything because it's nobody's business in a way. Um. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. But I was, so I was staying still very protective over my relationship. And, and so was he, you know, we, we, we have a lot of respect for one another because of the fact that we didn't, you know, we don't go on like, you know, gossiping or about each other or, or you know, no bad mouthing, like nothing horrible happened. It just, I just wish we had time to reflect on what we were doing. You know, we, we did some therapy sessions. You know, we did some therapy sessions, but there was so much anger. There was so much, so much, so much emotional baggage from both of us that we couldn't see through it. It's hard. It is very hard because there's a lot of things that you're like, I just want to, I just want to keep it to myself, you know, but at the same time, it's, it's nice to do something like this where after three years of, you know, that, you know, being separated from him and, and everything that's happened, I'm able to actually open up and be more truthful about how I really felt and what really, and I never have to go into details because you don't have to, it's just about the emotional um, downfall that I had. And then how slowly I had to pick up myself as, as the same as he did, you know, he, we both went through a lot together, but we were both helping each other out in one way or another. And and how did you deal with that day to day of, you know, when you're going through a breakup and still having to see the other person? Did you try and avoid each other or did you help each other through it? I can't imagine. Well, we danced together. Sure. So, <laughs> so, but, but you know what? I think, I think that, uh, and we always said that, that, that when we, when we danced together, that was what we always loved doing. You know, this is how we met. So it was, it was always, um, we were always very professional when it came to that aspect. Um, and it's something that we both love doing together. Uh, so it wasn't, 
it wasn't um it wasn't hard to work with him because I enjoyed working with him and I enjoyed you know, seeing his genius and seeing, you know, and there were times where I wanted to punch him in the face, you know, there were times <laughs> where you're like, oh, this is why, you know, and it wasn't as bad because we both had a lot of respect. Do you remember, you know, just emotionally for you, a lowest time that you had after the breakup? I always talk about crying on my mom's kitchen floor. And then also actually more recently, and this is like two years on, I dislocated my knee over Christmas. And it was like, I was sitting on my own in my mum's house because she's in my support bubble. And she was out walking the dog and I couldn't leave the house. And I was like stranded in this chair. And I, you know, divorce proceedings are coming to a head because only recently officially I'm divorced and I just felt like so miserable and like I wanted to just disappear and not be here anymore um do you remember a really really tough time for you I think there were a couple of weeks that were dark um and I had my friends coming around to check up on me and I I had my dog my rescue dog Betty And I think she was my savior because um, (sighs) I mean, this dog was with me. It's still with me, but she, I got up out of bed because of this dog to walk her. And I remember crying. It was so cold outside and I was crying. Like I would walk her out. I would put my hoodie on. I would put like, I have this coat that literally goes over my face and I'd walk her because I knew she needed to be walked. But if anything, she knew that I needed to be walked. I was the one that needed to be out of the house. And, you know, I would cry. I'd take her around the block a couple of times and I'd just cry, cry, cry. And she just, you know, she wouldn't bark at anything. If she would see any other dogs, she wouldn't pull. She just walked with me. And I would come home and she would just, she wouldn't cuddle with me. Betty's not a cuddler, but she would sit, she would sit next to me. She would sit next to me and she knew that I was, that I was sad. She knew that I was not in a good place. And she just stood there with me. And there were a couple of weeks like that, that I just, I was in a hole. You know, but my dog, you know, I rescued her, but she rescued me. She helped me. Um, That was the only reason I got out of bed because of Betty. And because I knew that I had to feed her (laughs) and take care of her. Because if not, I would have just, just laid in bed and become, you know, become part of my mattress if I, if I needed to. Um, and yeah, like you, I just wanted to not feel anything. I didn't want to feel anything. I just, I didn't really, you know, the fact that my family was in, um, in, in New York, my mom, my sister, my brother are in New York. I mean, they would check up on me. So, I'd, but, um, I'm glad I didn't have my mom there. Cause she, she would probably would have made me like, ah, you know, um, or she would have been cooking for me and doing all this stuff. And, and all I wanted to just, I just wanted to be left alone. I just didn't want to talk to anybody. want to see anybody. I just want to be left alone. But, you know, my friends would come around and make sure that I was okay. Checking up on me. They had their keys to, they, to come in. And, um, yeah. And Betty, Betty, Betty was the one that kind of got me through it. And, and it was this crying, this, this like, Oh, this crying from like the center of your core, like underneath your diaphragm, like on top of your stomach, like in your, like every organ was crying inside of me. I mean, that sounds really dramatic, but that's how I felt like every part of my body hurt because I could not believe that my life was just vanishing this life that I had built, you know, this, this, beautiful relationship that I thought that I had was, was gone. And I didn't know how I was going to try to get it back or how I was going to go on. It, it's so relatable. I think, I think 
everyone who's been through a divorce, no matter how it came about, has had those moments where, and when you're explaining it, like you are physically like doubling over to explain it. And I think (laughs) it is that, isn't it? It's like the crying where you can't stand up straight or even sit up straight. It like doubles you in half um, and like wrings your body out. Those sort of like uncontrollable tears that we've all had. But um, it sounds like your friends, I love the idea of giving your friends keys so they can come and check on you. I never thought about that. That's a great tip. It sounds like your friends were great for you at that time. What What do you think really helped you in that kind of recovery time that other people did? Yeah, I mean, I I had a couple of friends um, that checked up on me and I, especially one friend who um, has, you know, ever since I kind of went into that dip, she's she's been like my my little floaty. You know, she knows how to pick me up. She knows how to kind of go, okay, let's shake you up. Um, and you know, she has her issues too, and we have our things that, but we relate to a lot of things. And but the fact that I could I could be as raw because I wasn't I was raw from the inside out, I was open. I was exposed at that time. Like, you know, if you see me on, on stage or on TV or anything like that, I'm very composed. I know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, centered, you know, I'm balanced, you know, I'm, I'm focused, I'm disciplined. I know what I'm doing. Um, in my own home, I was destroyed. I was exposed you know, got it out. <laughs> Sounds really intense, but I felt like I was just open and I couldn't close myself. I couldn't center myself. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know any direction. And what my friends did was they helped me pick up my little pieces and start closing me and centering me back up. Even if it was a small shift a day, talking about it or not even talking about it, just sitting there, sitting there with me in the dark and waiting to see till I talked because sometimes you don't, you don't want to say anything. And then everything is just like replaying in your mind. It's just replay, replay, replay. But the nice thing was that when they were here, they didn't expect me to say anything. They didn't expect me to give an explanation of any kind. They were just there by my side. And whenever I was ready to speak, then I slowly started, you know, mouthing, words or writing down stuff. I, you know, I write a lot of stuff in my journals and, you know, my computer, anytime that I, that I could bear to actually write something, um, I would, but I think the best thing was that they just sat there next to me and they were just there as my guardians, you know, like Betty, Betty can't talk back to me, but even if I wanted to talk to her, she was there. Um, but my friends were, you know, they were the, the key you know, my family's, you know, there, they understand, they know I'm strong and they know that I would get through it. Um, but I, I didn't think I was going to get through it, um, as quick, not as quickly. I, I, it took me, it took me a very long time. Um, but the process began much quicker than I thought because I had the right people around me to guide me and to let me feel, let me experience it. They weren't trying to knock it out of me. I had to experience it. I had to live it. I had to just let it flow through every muscle in my body. Every, you know, every, every part of me had to experience that. Um, it's almost like going through detox, you know, (laughs) you're detoxing from this person and you're trying to, you know, figure yourself out and figure what happened, but you can't figure it out that moment. It just takes a long time. It takes a long time to kind of let it go and and then start identifying, you know, the things. Um, But yeah, my friends, my friends were, you know, or my friend, she's, she's my little guardian angel. Oh, it sounds so nice. I think it's, it's so important to have a strong network around you. And there is a stage where you don't want to say anything, but then there's a stage where you're just like, I want to talk about it nonstop over and over again. So if, if <laughs> yeah. you have an amazing friend that will listen uh, to that nonstop over and over again, it's so useful. So you said you're single, you had a relationship since your marriage. How do you approach dating now? And like, do you, are you shying away from marriage? Do you think you'd ever get married again? 
Oh, I love a good party. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Like, I just, I, I love being in a relationship. I really do. I don't, I don't want to shy. I don't shy away from it. I, I, I love, I loved being married. Um, like I haven't been, it hasn't, it hasn't kind of, I haven't lost my appetite for it, you know, in a way. Um, I love being with someone, taking care of them and, and taking care of me. But I think that's, that's the thing now. I feel like it's really important for me now to be um, present in the fact that I, I have things that I need. So sometimes, you know, when you like someone, you kind of just go, oh, well, is it OK with you? Oh, is it, you know, are you going to be OK with if I call you or text you or, or are you going to text me or are you going to call me? And I hate that. I hate the the waiting game, this game. I'm like, listen, if you like me, I like you. Let's let's go. Let's go on a date. Let's let's talk. And if it doesn't work, let's just be straightforward. Don't waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. You know, I don't want you to waste my time. If it's not working for you, then okay. And if it's not working for me, okay. That's fine. That's fine. So I feel like I'm I'm more a bit straightforward when it comes to that. But still, you know, I get I get a bit shy sometimes because I'm so straightforward that I get a bit shy. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. Do you, want, do you want have dinner? <laughs> do you want, I mean, not that you can come around. <laughs> do you want me to send you a delivery and we have dinner over Zoom? <laughs> but that yeah, sounds great. I, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I love being in love. I do. And I can't wait to, to fall in love again. I can't wait for that. And yeah. I, I, I like it. I miss it. I miss it. Um, yeah. I mean, I had a breakup recently. Yes. And it was, it just, it just wasn't right. And I think we were, I was very honest. I had to be honest with myself, um, that it wasn't going in the direction that, that I thought it should have, or whatever it was, you know? Um, but I was honest with myself that I, I didn't want to be in it anymore because of, I was changing and I was, I was feeling differently. And I needed to allow myself that and be honest with myself. Um, and I felt really good after. So, um, I mean, not great, but, you know, I felt like I took some responsibility in myself. Yeah, that sounds like a really positive thing. And do you do dating apps? Because a lot of my friends do dating apps and um, and then people have reported them because they're on telly and then people think that it's a fake person pretending to be them and they're like no no no, it's really me (laughs) no no I haven't no um you know a couple people slide into my dms and on instagram but (laughs) no I know does that ever work I just have people saying hello I'm like what hi what's this yeah good friends no (laughs) no I'm uh no I'm old school I like meeting people in person or through friends um you know there has to be that connection there I need to be able to speak to you and like you know, I need energy. I like, I like banter. I like someone that makes me laugh. And I, I like, you know, like, um, I like kidding around. I like making jokes, you know, I'm a bit more of like, I'm, I'm a tomboy as well. So I'm not like girly, girly. Oh my God. You know, so you're going to take me out to dinner. I was like, you know, I'll be like, yeah, you want to go for a couple of drinks and a couple of shots? You know, should, should we do some shots? Should we, do you want to get a hot dog? You know, like hamburger? five guys. Okay, let's go. So, you know, it's more tacos tonight. So it's more like, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit rougher on the edges. Um, but that's just the way I am, you know, I, and I'm, I've allowed myself to be, you know, sometimes some people will be like, Oh, you're a bit gangster. Cause you're from New York. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm, this is the way that I was raised. You know, I wasn't raised with a silver spoon in my mouth. I don't know what you're expecting from me, but I'm just a girl. I'm just a woman. I'm a woman now. I'm just doing my thing. So you either want to hang or not hang and then that's fine. So, but no, no apps. It's too much swiping and wiping and triping and like, nah. Triping <laughs> sounds like an app for fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you remember, because it was actually a listener who got in touch with me and suggested I approach you to get you on the podcast because they said that, you know, you seem to have transformed your life since your divorce and do, be doing really well. And they really wanted to hear from you. So do you remember a time when you thought, I'm going to be OK? This is, I'm good. 
when you know when I thought that I when I I uh, I was putting together a tour and I remember I got dressed I bought myself some very expensive shoes <laughs> I was like you know what I'm gonna give myself today I I can't afford them but you know what? I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it um, and I got dressed where I went to a meeting. I sat down in a meeting. I had nothing. I had nothing on my book. Zero, zero ideas. But I sat down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to boss this. I'm going to boss this second because I am Karen. I am here. This is what I do. Nothing's going to take me down. And I remember sitting down in this um, meeting with, you know, agents, uh, music director, choreographer, like just, and I, and they're expecting me to have this whole bunch of, you know, the whole tour set out, all dances, music, everything. I had nothing, but you know what? I came up with it right on the spot. And I was like, yes, this is, this is when, you know, you're going to be okay. No matter what's happening, you still have your brain, you have your heart, you have yourself to back yourself up, to keep pushing. And I did it and I did it on my own. And I was so proud of myself because I was scared <laughs> that I was going to fail at that moment, but I didn't. I remember waking up that morning and getting dressed, getting, you know, shaking it all off. And this was after, you know, a, a couple of months. And, um, and I remember I wore a red dress and like my blue shoes with the red bottom, red bottom. Oh, hello. She went there. She went there. <laughs> So, and I had a nice little belt and, um, yeah, I just got up and I got dressed and I left the house, walked out with my right foot in front. My mom always tells me that when you open that door, take that right foot out. <laughs> so the first step you're going to take was with your right foot. Okay, let's go. And, and yeah, and I've been okay since then. That. And do you have any advice if anyone's, you know, been listening, can relate to your story or they're still in the midst of that really difficult time? Are there any words of advice or encouragement you'd give them? You know, we all we all go through this. I get so many messages as well um, about, you know, people that are struggling at this time or, you know, the relationships and stuff. And I think is allowing yourself to feel it's okay. It's okay to allow yourself to feel. It's okay if you have a bad day. If you, if you recognize and you're aware of it um, and allowing it to flow through your body for, for a certain amount of time and then shaking yourself off, having, having someone to talk to, you know, and it's sometimes really hard to find someone you trust. You know, it's, it's hard, but go online. There's plenty of TED Talks. There's plenty of podcasts. There's plenty of people out there, you know, that you can do your research, that you can, you know, read books. You know, I, all I have are books and podcasts, TED Talk, and literally everything because I wanted to learn more about what I was feeling and why I was feeling like that. And I didn't want to be lazy with myself. I only have me. We only have ourselves. So there's plenty of people out there that are willing to help you, but you have to be willing to help yourself and cry, cry if you need to cry. You know, and I was talking to my friend today she, and I was like, today I felt like crying. I had one of these mornings and I'm like, oh, I'm just so something, I'm, something's bothering me today. I want to have a good cry. And then I started crying and then I felt good. And then I was just like, <sighs> so allow yourself to feel. And then when you're happy, enjoy your happiness enjoy your enjoy yourself enjoy yourself from the inside and and prepare your mind you know prepare your body for anything any shock you know this is not some you know emotional emotional stress emotional shocks are are hard are harder than you know breaking a bone or because it's things that people don't see they don't see you suffering they don't see how you're feeling they don't see how you're crumbling inside so if you prepare yourself mentally and physically, you'll be able to handle any shock that comes your way or any little shakeup that you have. Great advice. Such a pleasure to chat. Where can people follow you on all the social medias and find out about your tours and things? Well, I'm on Instagram at Karen Hauer. And uh, yeah, you can find all details there or as well if you want to. Um, I have a website, Hauer, Hauer Power 
www.ghostbusters.co.uk. If um, you guys want to check check that out, that's that's great. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always around, always around uh, to lend a helping hand and to just have a chat. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samantha. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, It would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, But also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month and it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90 style divorce and heartbreak chat room and there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines and please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.